We're just helping you better stay on your path without letting others make it wrong or bad or sway you to go some other way out of pressure or like get you to compromise whatever it is that you feel in your heart is true, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that if you're living with like mutually respecting people who are, who are healthy and loving and caring and whatever, what ends up happening is both people can respect that each person has their own life with their own decisions. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Oh, it's a big one. It's a big one, Brandon. It's... (laughs) It is a big one. It is a big one. It is episode number five zero. Oh yeah, and it's a milestone. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're (laughs) saying a milestone. I was saying the topic. I'm like, man, we're getting into some stuff. Oh, we are getting into some stuff. Um, But I just want to acknowledge the uh, the (laughs) the 50th episode of Way of the Artist. The nice thing is we're always on the same page. Yes, you know, so in sync. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On some level. Yeah. On some level, you know. Yeah. Maybe different paragraph, same page. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so we've got a really interesting topic that just kind of came up and seemed super fitting for a kind of milestone episode. And I thought it would be a really good opportunity for, for us as hosts of the show to kind of reflect and revisit to a certain extent, but also... Uh, expand into some of the other implications of of what this sort of theme is about today which is um what we're really trying to say mm. you know what what are we as brandon and myself trying to to say and to do with this podcast to kind of like almost like renewing our vows yeah uh, <laughs> to an sweet. extent renewing our vows is to like <laughs> what is this show really all about for us but also um yeah, like the, the the whole element of what we're really trying to say as for you as a listener and the importance of of asking this question of ourselves is what is it? Yeah. What's that we're really trying to say? Because that often translates into also what are we really trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what do we what do we really want as well in in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with this podcast it's it's been a very organic natural journey to this point where we didn't get into it to try to really do anything other than to share some form of like the inner workings of artistry. And it wasn't even really to share with other people. It was just to share with ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about where things originated from and you and I have always had these like great little chats, you know, about just life and about artistry and creativity and the the challenges of being an artist and living your dream and all of that stuff. We've always talked about that. And I think what's interesting is like it all started, you and I would have these talks before we would like work on a script or something. And we were like, well, we should record that because that was such a good talk. Like I'd like to hear that later because I know that just like 
reinforcing these things we shared about and reminding myself of what we discussed will be good for me later. And that's really how it began. And then it kind of got into this whole idea of, well, maybe other people want to hear that too. So let's just make it Mm -hmm. a podcast and share it with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was a friend of yours or something, wasn't it? Who's like, you should just... Because we talked about, so, maybe yeah. we should record these conversations. And then someone was like, why don't you guys do a podcast? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what happened. Because people. what happened was um, you and I were actually at like 33 acres. And we had just had like a really epic conversation before writing the script. And I'm pretty sure what had happened was, I, I, I forget who it was, but I went to somebody and I told them about the conversation we had. And they were like, man, I'd really like to have heard that conversation. Yeah, And they're like too bad you guys don't record a podcast or you guys maybe should. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I was like, and I was like, well, you know, like, and, and I think we just started to entertain that idea. So really, if you think about the origins of where this came from, it was kind of like you and I were just trying to work out our own shit. And then yeah. we shared some of the things we were going through and someone else, just one other person really probably, was like, I'd like to be included in that conversation. And so part of why we do what we do is to include you in a conversation that maybe not everybody gets access to. Because mm-hmm. I think like, you know, I think about some of my like role models or, or heroes or champions in, you know, in the arts that I'm interested in, like the film industry. And I imagine like, wow, like how cool would it be just to hear a conversation they're having about what they're going through and, and what they're working on? Like, wouldn't that be such a gift? And, you know, I think that in some ways sharing these types of conversations isn't necessary to say like, this is the most important conversation, but I think it encourages other people to have these kinds of conversations, which is, I think a big reason why we have them, you know, is that not just because we, we want to share what we talk about with you, but that you'll carry on that conversation. I mean, I remember saying that in, and us saying that early on in the podcast is like, we hope this spurs on more of this type of talk. Yeah. Because, you know, like the other thing too is like maybe people aren't, you know, really realizing that a lot of us do want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot more than we realize. And, you know, maybe you're walking around alone with whatever it is that's on your mind or in your heart and you have no one to share it with because you don't think they care. You don't think they're interested. And meanwhile, they're doing the same thing. And then if you guys just opened up, you know, you might realize, hey, like we have some really awesome stuff to connect on. Yeah. 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 And, and things to learn and things to discover because that's so much a part of, of what we try to do. You know, like we have topics and and we have ideas around these topics, but I mean, part of, part of this show has always been about, at least for me, has been about discovering things, just uh, putting our attention on, on an idea and seeing seeing what fruits <laughs> produce from it. Yeah. And uh, it's always an incredible thing when that happens. And it's, it's, it gets my adrenaline pumping and it's like, it, it, I love it. Right. So that's kind of us talking about just the, <laughs> the show as it is. Um, as far as for myself, I kind of wanted to talk about what, like, what are we doing with this podcast, you know, like in not just, but like for, for you myself like individually, <laughs> Brandon, what like, are we doing? What are we doing with this podcast? <laughs> and I do believe that we are doing things, but the thing is that sometimes this stuff, 
shifts and changes and evolves and and in many ways way of the artist is an evolution it was an evolution of our first podcast the B&E podcast yeah. right um, these things change and and in some ways I guess perhaps I've been looking over the last 50 episodes that we've been doing and seeing what's what sort of shifted a, li- a little bit perhaps in what we've been doing and I think part of it started with I was listening to our intro and the things we say in our intro about, you know, like demystifying, you know, your struggles and like and identifying your blocks and and, um, you know, so you can make your life a work of art and all that stuff still really rings true to me. But what's really struck me is that, like, how much our conversations and topics have really broadened in the sense of their scope, you know, like we approach everything with, you know, our backgrounds in and current as well of being artists and being in creative fields and using that lens to shed light on, you know, the challenges in life, but not just the challenges, but also the beauty and the poetry of our lives. And and that was something that's kind of been coming up for me more recently, which is that, so much for me that's important about these conversations and what I'm always looking for in these conversations is to is to really find that. It's like how can we find the beauty, the poetry, the the um just the, like the, almost like the the myth, <laughs> the you know, the the epic story of of what can sometimes seem like the mundane, mm. but is the story of our lives and to treat that with care and attention and in some ways retrieve the the soul of our lives because so much to, like that's so much about what artistry is to me. It's about finding the soul of things mm. and expressing it, communicating it. And in many ways, this podcast is an extension of trying to do something artful with a conversation, Mm. which is to try and find the beauty and the poetry of the day to day of finding creativity in our lives, discovering how we create in our lives. How can we do more of that in our lives? How can the low points in our lives inform us? How can everything become, uh, just become the fuel and, and, the canvas and the and the paint, the, the materials of how we build our lives into something incredible, mm. or at least not even just building it, but how we see it. Because mm-hmm. perspective is so much about what I think we talk about. I think you brought up some pretty interesting visuals. You know, you're talking about the canvas and like, you know, and in, 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 in making your life like this poetry. And I, I think that there's this kind of frame or filter that, you know, only from the perspective of your creative mind can, can bring that. And when you say life is like this, you literally make life into an entire world, you know, mm-hmm. and you could say, you know, life is like a blank canvas. Life is like a stage. Life is like a song. Life is like war. You could do anything you want with it at any moment. Yeah. You can totally take that on. Just and a I, quick thing. It's so yeah. interesting. What you're saying is that if you've used a simile in your life 
It's like you yeah. are practicing artistry, you know, like yes. it's a creative act that you're that you're participating in. Yeah, <laughs> simile and metaphor, yeah. some sort of parallel where you're comparing life to be like something. Yeah, these are poetic devices. Totally. You know? Yeah. And when you see um, kind of like foreshadowing, which is like this this sense that something is giving you a sign that something is happening in the future. This is a, this is a narrative device. This is stuff that is a part of how we can make the world and our lives much more rich. You know, when you, when you make life simply a like matter of fact, where it's just this happened and then this happened and then this happened, um, that can be useful to deconstruct things, free yourself of a story and like maybe even heal yourself. But ultimately it's going to be richer if you put it together. And I think that one of the things that maybe we're kind of helping people do and we're sharing and we're helping ourselves do is just how to put our lives together in a, in a way that serves us more. You know, like for example, if you come from a family that say like, you know, everything is conflict and everybody is like at war and people are jealous or envious or whatever with each other. You know, you might build your world around, you know, well, people are selfish and people are, are, are conflict driven and blah, blah, blah. And you might, when you filter the world, you begin to go like, well, that's how the world works. And you don't even realize that that's how you're filtering it. And I think like one thing that I, I kind of like, try to do. And I always say this, I mean, I say this often, but I always try to speak to myself at like 17 when I was in kind of like a turmoil place in my life. And I try to speak to that kid and I go, well, like you maybe see the world this way, but here's some options as to how you could see it so that that kid could find a little bit more peace and a little bit more opportunity of self-expression because you know, we talked about this before the talk. And I think like when you're in a time in your life or a place in your life, or you come from somewhere where you're not getting a lot of support or encouragement or mentorship, you can feel really alone and you can feel like there's something wrong with you. And I think that these conversations, they give just a, le a little bit of an idea to say, like, we're here with you. Like, we're in this with you. Yeah, you're on your own journey. Yes, you're doing your own thing. But, like, in some ways, we all kind of are going through this as well in our own way. But, like, you're not, you're not alone. But at the same time, you get to go your own way. And that's, like, an exciting thing. It's like, like we have your back, but at the same time, you get to go where you want to go. Like no one's telling you that you have to be a certain way. And I feel like these conversations are so much about that. They're like saying like, we're here with you, but at the same time, like, because we're here with you, maybe you can detach from some of the things that you think you need to have in your life so that you could actually do whatever it is that you want to do and express yourself. You know, I feel like that's a big part of it for me is like, I don't know. I always look at it as a little bit like encouraging and I get fired up about that. You know, you've, mm -hmm. you've heard me at any time and I'll swear and I'll get passionate and I'll like, and it sounds probably like I'm yelling at our audience, but I'm just <laughs> like, but it's just like this kind of like desperate call to action to say like, 
I, I think it's a desperate call to action for me because there was a time in my life where you could, I could have gone one or two ways. I could have gone safe and conservative and I could have done what everyone wanted and tried to make everyone happy, or I could have gone and taken a risk and did my life. And I think God, like I think like the universe every day that I went the way that I did, which was my way, which mm-hmm. was not to, to conform, which was not to just try to keep people happy. And it was fucking lonely. And so I think like th- why I have this desperate call to action is because when you're out there on your own doing that, I want you to know that you're not alone. Cause I didn't have yeah. somebody saying like, you're not alone. I like, I just was like, I, I feel like I'm the only one that I know doing this. And, and what I'm trying to say, I think the desperate call to action is like, go there because like, I'm here with you and Evan's here with you. And, and like, if we're here with you, you can better believe that there are a lot of other people here with you and you don't know them yet, but you'll find them, you know? And like, maybe this podcast brings some of those people together. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the whole thing of daring to just to do what is the right thing for us to do. Yeah. In your heart. Yeah. In your spirit, in your soul, whatever that is, you know, that, that, that thing inside of you, you know, that only, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I think that that's really what we are, what we are trying to do, what we are really trying to say, you know, is that we never are to the best of our ability. We're not trying to give you one size fits all answers to things, but, but rather trying to begin a, a conversation that, I mean, and this is not, this is not me coming out of any sense of like, I am handing this to you from the mountaintop, <laughs> yeah, totally, you know, like yeah. it's because I'm engaged in this as, as much as, as the next person is. Yeah. But actually that's the word that I'm, I'm looking for is engaged to engage with your life, mm. you know, in a deeper way with more careful attention and, and seeing what is there, you know, not just around you, but inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, what is the truth of that? What is the truth of this place that you are in and the person that you are, you know, the, the mystery of yourself, you know, to begin to look at that thing as opposed to looking to someone else to providing answers for you. You know, like we, we like to share perspectives and we like to share ideas, but we don't really like to share rules. Yeah. I think part of the reasons why we don't really do that is because we don't necessarily have any sense of there being rules yeah. to the game because <laughs> there aren't. The moment you make a rule, there's someone who breaks it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and that's part of what art in a way is. Art is about learning the rules so that you can break them, you know, and for us to say, well, this is a rule, you know, and don't break it would be like counter to everything we're talking about. And we have, we have our like artist laws our artist principles, but those are kind of like, I think of those as ways to just help you hear your own creative voice. It's just, they're like the law of presence, like be in the moment be present right now and you'll be able to better hear yourself, right? The law of simplicity. If you're getting too complicated, you know, 
your your internal voice, your internal guide might get confused because you're trying to do everything. Like just try and do this simple thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you could just pick really any law. The law of beginning, you know, is like let that thing end so you can start this new thing. It's mm-hmm. not a. It's not a. You decide when something ends and when something begins. We're not telling you when that is, but. But these are principles or laws that you can kind of go, oh, I see how this plays into my process. The law of process is another law we have, which is that you're always in that, you know, that they're at the same time things begin and end in your own experience. You are always in the process. Right. And we've kind of shared those in the beginning to help people. I think like, I mean, you and I figured that out after like 200 something episodes of interviews and just talking and whatever we figured out these laws but we started to realize well these are just things that all creative people all artists all human beings kind of use as ways to help them navigate their life and figure out their way Mm -hmm. because you know as much as you're told by school and, 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 and government and parents and whatever that there's some way to do your life you you yeah. inevitably run up against the idea that maybe that isn't the way. I mean, I think we all do. And I think that's why you look to something where you start to go like, well, maybe there is another way. And maybe that way is not yet documented or defined. And that's kind of, I think, what we're trying to say is like, it's not documented or defined. Yeah. And we're just trying to give you tools so that you can begin to maybe walk down whatever that path is. And then you can document and define what got you where you want to go. Yeah. Or, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's funny. Like a lot of, um, like with the, the Meisner work that I teach with my students, you know, it's like sometimes they'll ask me, it's like, well, how am I going to do this? Right. Like they're preparing their scenes, right. Like of, of, you know, they're setting up their scenes, which is an improvisation, but you know, they know that they have certain things to fulfill and accomplish within their scenes. And, they've set it up and they go, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, can like, like, can I tell you like what, what's, what's, what I'm planning on? And, and because I don't know if it's, if it's going to work. And I always like to go, it's like, I don't know how it's going to work either. Just do it. Yeah. Right. Because the question of how am I going to do this is also the answer to their problem. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. How are you going to do this? Yeah. That's what we're going to find out. Yeah. Right. And that's, in many ways, I think what we're trying to bring into the conversation in in a world right now that's full of just trying to give you, um, you know, quick tips and quick, you know, direct routes to quote unquote success and, you know, offering panaceas to all of your problems, which none of these things really actually seem to have any lasting thing. They're not, it's not that they're not helpful. They can be helpful. Yeah. I've just, I've just grown very wary of all of this stuff just from my own experience of dealing with that kind of stuff, because so often it's just like, well, you know, it may or may not be true. It might work in this moment. It's not going to work the next moment sort of thing. But really the conversation I think that we're trying to, to have and, and trying to inspire and instill is, is to ask that question of yourself. It's just like, well, what, what is it that I want from life? How, like, what is, what is my life in this world? And 
engaging with with that side of things as opposed to just looking for answers for things. Mm-hmm. You know, engaging with the question of it. Engage with the question of your life and your journey and your path. Because so often just just being with the question itself opens up all kinds of possibilities. You know, opens up all kinds of ourselves that we wouldn't know if we were just looking for answers. Well, also, if you've grown up and nobody ever asked you what you thought, nobody ever said, like, what do you want or what do you think or what do you care about or what matters to you? And they just said, do this. This is good for you. And this is what you should do. And this is, you know, what should happen and blah, blah, blah. And they told you all the answers before you ever figured it out for yourself. You might have not even realized that you never had a moment to just go, what do I care about? What do I want? What's the, what's the thing that matters to me? And, you know, I think that, I think most people, I honestly do think that most people go through some point in their life where they have a little bit of an awakening to some degree, which is that they start asking themselves, what do I want? Like, what do I actually care about? Like what actually matters to me? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it happens at a very young age and sometimes it happens like, you know, near the end of your life. But regardless of where you're at, when that happens, I think it's a beautiful and incredible thing. And I think that a conversation like this is one of those conversations that this is here for you when you hit that point. This is here for you when you hit the point of like, I, I actually have some things that I care about that have never really been acknowledged. And then all of a sudden you might find us and we're saying, yeah, like follow that feeling, follow that thought. Let's go down that road. Let's see where it leads. And giving you a little bit of permission and encouragement and to say like, that's good. That's okay. Um, And I think that it's a weird thing because, you know, I think that a lot of people recognize how important that is and they recognize how good that is. Yet at the same time, we don't always feel the courage to actually do it. Like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, that would be really great to do, you know, but like then you don't do it mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, but I got bills to pay. Yeah, but I got kids to take care of. Yeah, but I got whatever to do. Right. And, you know, what's interesting, like I've, I've coached a lot of people. I've worked with a lot of people with children. And what's so interesting is that most all parents all come to this same realization on their own which is that if they don't live their dream, they're teaching their child not to live their dream. And that becomes almost the most Mm. unbearable thing for them as a parent. And, you know, Hmm. I'm sure that there's a lot of parents who are still stuck in the fear model and they're not necessarily sharing that concept with their children. But like, if you really stop when, like, when you think of your child and you think of what you're modeling for them and what you're teaching them and you think about the struggles and the pains you went through, you, you might impart onto them. Well, Hey, like if you don't have to go through that, if you could learn this earlier, if you know, now you, if you want to be the person that says to tell your child to do this, your child probably won't. But if you model it for them, they most likely will look at that and that will make a massive impact on them. So it's kind of like, I, I, in some ways, I think like the, the, the going your own way, going and being truthful and authentic to that is kind of all of our responsibility, like as humanity, because we're all modeling this for each other. And, you know, uh, like also when you are going your own way, 
you can relinquish the need to know the way. You can relinquish the need to know the answers. You can begin to go, I'm discovering it. And then when your child is discovering their way, you have compassion for that. As opposed to mm-hmm. being like, well, what are you going to do for your life? What do you, you know, how are you going to work that out? Yeah. And it's like, the kid's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. You can help to, to simply nurture that. Yeah. Whatever that, that thing is. Um, you know, I've heard this talk to you. I think it was a psychologist, James Hillman, who refers to this whole thing as like the acorn, you know, it's just like this learning to nurture that the acorn, not just like of who you are. You know, but also like, yeah, like as, as parents or as mentors, teachers, you know, because all of us in the world, we are all mentors and teachers of some kind. Yeah. You know, whether you're, you are literally that title (laughs) of a thing in your life or not, we're all, we're all teaching each other and we're all learning from each other. Mm -hmm. And I love this idea of, of the acorn because it's like, well, each acorn is, unique and different and is going to require different things like it's and but the image is there from the beginning you know like because as parents it's the image I, of the, the oak tree yeah the of the oak tree like the whole the the tree is implied in the acorn yeah you know it's all there uh and for not just again parents but like as teachers and mentors it's it's up to all of us to, to look for what is that innate nature within the people around us, within the people that we love and care for and say, it's like, you know, their, their path is not the same as yours. Mm -hmm. You know, your, you, the rules that you live by are not necessarily the rules that, that they live by and nor should they. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's up for them to discover for themselves. But how can we better foster and nurture those those beautiful things in other people? Yeah. Well, like that's that's such an an important thing. Rather than getting stuck in in our ideas of should be's and you have to and you've got to do this and that and whatever. That that none of that exists. Yeah. None of that shit is real. You know, like that, there's, there's nothing that anyone actually needs to do in their lives to fulfill anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not actually required in the way that we think it is, you know? And once we have that realization that you, there's nothing that you actually have to fulfill because any idea of things that you have to fulfill probably didn't come from you. It probably came from someone else, someone else's expectations, someone else's model for living, hmm. right? And that's not our job to impose our models onto other people, but to help see the model that someone else is building and encourage them to build that. Yeah. And, and watch it, witness it, enjoy it. Yeah. Let someone show you something new. Let them... Let them yes. give you an option that wasn't available to you. And, and instead of knowing the way, be open to discovering, you know, what ways might be. And, you know, I think for parents out there, 
don't look at your child as the child that you're always mentoring. Look at your child sometime as the one who's mentoring you, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you have that kind of humility and that type of openness, you become a multifaceted, flexible spirit, human being, whatever you want to call yourself. But here's something that I want to just throw out there. There's something animating you. Just think about that for a moment. You're this like carbon body of bones and flesh and whatever, but like there's something inside of you that's animating you. Like, and yeah, you could say, well, it's just a bunch of like little neurons and and electrons and whatever firing and creating this thing. But like, isn't not incredible that something is animating you? Like something is making you have the thoughts, the feelings, the whatever, to, to be able to put metaphors together, to use complex language, to even understand this conversation, to think about relationships that you have with people and what they mean to you and how you love this person, hate this person, whatever. Like this thing inside of you, it's it's all connected to all of that. And so you got this thing inside of you. Do you want to just like take it and just kind of like make it just do what everyone else has always ever done? Like, like, is that all you ever want to do with that thing? Or do you want to like see what that thing might do? Like, what if you let it loose? This is my, this is my thought. What if you let that thing inside of you loose? What if you let it for a moment tell you something? You might actually find out that it is much more powerful and wild and free than you ever imagined. And like, isn't that the feeling that you want to have? But why don't you give yourself mm-hmm. that? You know, it's kind of like it. It comes back to the question that that uh, at the start of this episode. You yeah. know, what are you really trying to say? Yeah. You know, like getting down to like just the the core of the truth of 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 what is real for you inside of you. Yeah. You know, what are you really trying to say? Like it says, it's such a such a deep implication to to this question you know like it's 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 massive it's not just you know like as artists like artists will ask themselves this question you know with with whatever works like in this song and this painting and this performance and this what am i trying to say it's an it's an incredibly important question and terrifyingly enough actually there's a lot of like artists who aren't being trained to ask this question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I wasn't really asked this question very often by my teachers, but there's that level of it. But then there's the, there's the deeper level. You don't have to be in, be an artist. Look at the, the things that you have chosen to do in your life up to this point, wherever you are in your life and say, it's like, what, what am I really trying to say? Mm Mm-hmm through this thing that I'm doing, through the, the, the friends that, that I have, through my relationships, through like you look at all aspects of your life and you ask this question, you might discover that behind everything that you're doing in your life, there is something much bigger and much deeper that's going on than you might have first realized mm-hmm. has been going on. And it's so important that we look into that thing and I'm gonna he's one of my favorites and I gotta say this to start off with okay (laughs) is that I completely understand the hypocrisy 
of what I'm about to do. Okay. But one of my favorite um, favorite peeper, people, thinkers, communicators, peeper, people, <laughs> communicators, thinkers. Uh, I was trying to do people and thinkers at the same yeah. time. <laughs> peeper. And it comes out as peepers. Um, <laughs> and he warned, uh, J- this is Krishnamurti. He warned about this thing called being a secondhand human being, being a secondhand person, which is essentially that you never really th- have a thought to yourself because you're so, we're so busy being distracted, living by other people's rules, living by other people's expectations, the conditioning of the world that's around us that we have taken on and now the things that we say are not even really our own. Mm. The things that we think are not even really our own. The things we do are not really our own. They're just things that we've kind of gone along with. And you keep going along with this and, and not ask these questions like, what, are we, what am I really trying to say? What do I really want to do in my life? And really take this shit seriously. Mm-hmm really fucking seriously because these are the only questions that matter Mm -hmm. this is this is your life Mm -hmm. this is it yeah this is your life yeah this is the only one that you've got i mean as far as we know this is it yeah and how are you going to spend that how are you going to spend that life and the warning is that you're going to be a secondhand human being. You're never really going to live the life that is yours because you haven't asked these questions. You haven't looked at yourself. Mm -hmm. And And it can, it can be, it can be very, very challenging to look at yourself. And, you know, I can see why people avoid it. I can see why, you know, there's, there's, we avoid it. There's, we're saying this stuff and we avoid this shit ourselves, you know, there's a tremendous amount of pressure to conform. There's a tremendous amount of pressure to do the right thing, to be accepted, to be included. And you might not realize that this idea that you have about what it means to fit in is not necessarily like, like it's not, it's not as real as you think. I think what's interesting is that something I've realized in my life is that my actions have given people permission to do other things. And it's one of those things where I never went out to be like, I'm going to do this so that other people can do this too. Like I never did that. I never did that at all. It wasn't about that. It was like, I mean, and maybe, and maybe a small part of me was doing it for that reason for some things, but like, not really. Mostly it was just because I wanted to do something because I thought it was fun and I had like this thing inside of me. But like when I went out and made my show, my one of my bigger shows, I remember um, there, there was a, uh, a filmmaker. She's out there and she just won like some awards and stuff. But I remember she came up to me um, at the gym one day and I was just working out and she said, you know, you made this show and it actually inspired me to like go out and make a show. And now she's winning awards as a filmmaker. I think it's incredible. But like what I realize is like when you go and do your thing, you actually make a massive impact on the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes what happens is we get so like self-focused about like, 
we only measure is if what we're doing gets us somewhere, you know, like, did it get me somewhere? But like you do something and maybe it works out for you. Maybe it doesn't, but like that action created an impact in the world that inspired others. And I think like part of you just going and doing your life, like just truthfully going out and doing something might be the thing that someone needs to have permission to do their life. Mm. And you kind of got to look at it in a full circle because if you're out there helping people get permission to kind of do their life by just truthfully doing yours, well, what's going to end up happening is that's going to come back around because now that people are going out doing their life, you're going to start to see, oh, I can do mine because in turn you'll get permission. Like, so when, when it begins, like when you don't see an option and you don't see a point in the beginning, that's because you don't necessarily see the holistic connectedness of us all as humans. Like we, we make a massive impact on each other. And if everybody else conforms, they give you permission to conform. So it's easier to conform. But when you go off and do your own thing, that might not be as easy, but all those people who are conforming have just now gotten permission to go off and do their own thing. So Mm -hmm. for you to be, to step out of conformity and literally do your own thing, that's a very difficult thing to do is what I'm saying. But recognize that sometimes that's exactly what everyone else who's conforming needs of you so that they can break their conformity. But, yeah. but if you're the one that's aware that you, that you could break your conformity, like I shared when I was 17, I could have conformed or I could have gone my own way. Now, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of things that could have gone certain ways had I conformed, but like, I, I look at my life and I, 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 almost every day I check in with this. I just go, Brandon, if you died today, would, would this, would you have lived your life fully up to this point? And every day I'm like, yes, I have, I've lived it. I've been doing the best I can to live an authentically truthful life for me. What that is, what people think of that, what that's added up to. I don't really honestly give a shit anymore. I used to care. I don't now, but I can say that at least I can go knowing that this was a very full life up to this point. Yeah. And I don't know what the future will lead for me beyond this. I don't know where that will take me or what will occur, but I, I really do wholeheartedly believe that if we all kind of went and asked that question of ourselves, we might make different choices. Mm -hmm. You might say, you know, um, right now I feel like I'm not really living my life the way that I intend to, that really matters to me. And you might just make a choice that actually leads you down that path. And every step you take down that path, it gets a little bit easier. But that first step of breaking out of your, your programming, breaking out of your conformity, breaking out of that, you know, and it's just such a lonely first step. It can you, feel that way. Yeah. It just can sure. feel that way. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, is that you have to, there's, there's a confrontation with loneliness one way or the other, because as you were talking, I was thinking about this, this thing of like, you said fitting in, you know, and the thing is, is that when we simply try to fit in, we never actually discover where we fit in, you know, because we're just busy grasping at trying to be people for other people. Mm-hmm as opposed to being our own people, (laughs) our own person. 
and discovering what we actually have to give. Yeah. What where what place we actually have in this life and and you know it it can be a scary thing because yeah like you might discover that the things that you've been doing the the people that you've been with the your a lot of the pillars of of your life that you have set up are not actually things that you want and not actually things that you care about and you're going to have to knock those pillars down yeah but the thing is is that like coming back to the loneliness you will confront that loneliness one way or the other because you can either choose that loneliness of stepping out which is temporary or you can choose that loneliness of never actually pursuing fulfilling getting to know the person that you are i think that's a worse loneliness i think so as well <laughs> i also heard a quote or read a quote which was something like this. If, if you're alone and you feel lonely, you're in bad company. <laughs> and I think that this is why, you know, one of the things that we really try to do is help you to build a relationship with yourself. I mean, I think a lot of our conversations in the actual recorded podcast and what we talk about just when we're off air is so much about each of us working out how to really embrace being ourselves on our own journeys because you're on your journey and I'm on my journey and when you and I come together it might sound like we're talking about the same things and in some ways we are but you and I are both going down our own roads as creative beings like but what's I think what's great is like we're going down it both respecting that each other is going down their own way but at the same time we're realizing that there's parallels on my journey and parallels on your journey. And we talk about it and we realize, well, we're kind of doing this together, but at the same time, we're totally on our own. But like (laughs) one thing I've really learned to do in my life is just enjoy my own company. And I think I had to at a very young age. Like, I just think like, you know, like I think I was alone a lot and I think that there was a lot of pressure for me to conform. And so it was kind of like, I didn't have any other support or any encouragement or any company at that time. So I just had to decide that I was going to enjoy my own. And I think that my model or motto when I bring someone into my life is simply that, do you want to join me on my journey? And if I want to join them on their journey and you're going to walk your journey and I'm going to walk mine and we can walk it together, both respecting each other, enriching each other's journeys. Mm -hmm. But like if someone depletes my journey, if someone takes away from me, if someone becomes toxic to it, I, I have no problem removing them from my life Mm -hmm. because I think it's still a part of your journey. They're still a part of my journey, but like, (laughs) but the thing is, is that, you know, we talked about this with boundaries This is like, it all comes back to our old conversations, right? It's like, we're just helping you better stay on your path without letting others make it wrong or bad or sway you to go some other way out of pressure or like get you to compromise whatever it is that you feel in your heart is true, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that if you're living with like mutually respecting people who are, who are healthy and loving and caring and whatever, what ends up happening is both people can respect that each person has their own life with their own decisions. You know, 
if someone's not doing what you want them to do, instead of being like, they're not doing what I want them to do, you can be like, they're not doing what I want them to do. Interesting. That's what they need to do. Like if your kid, for example, says no to you, instead of being like, my fucking kid says no to me and I don't like it. Be like, interesting. They need to go the other way right now. They, what your kid is doing now, like you can go to psychology. You can like, look Mm -hmm. at this. What your kid is doing is they're differentiating themselves from you as a parent. So when they're saying no, they're learning a boundary and they're learning some independence. It's a very, very important stage. If you have a parent that shuts the kid down every time they say no and no is never okay. What ends up happening is you tr- you almost try to amalgamate that kid into you. And that's a problem because now that kid goes, I have to be like my parent to be okay. Yeah. And there's a certain kind of like, there's certain things that no, them saying no is just their child and they need care. But there's other things where it's like, yeah. no, that kid wants to go and, and do something. Respect that. Let them try it. Let them experience yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the other day I was thinking about this. It's like, have you? I'm sure you've heard this shit before, <laughs> but it's like, and you don't hear it so much anymore. But I think, like, sort of like my grandparents, maybe I even heard it from them, but sort of that generation, I've heard this before. It's like, yeah, I think it was my grandma. I was thinking about it. Her, her parents used to say, children are to be seen and not heard. Right. I'm sure a lot of people have had that. Oh my God. You know, and it's like, and a lot of people say that as if it's like, yeah. Right. Like, but it's like, oh my God. Like, it's horrifying. Fallacy. It's a total fallacy. It's like, you know, kids need to learn boundaries. You know, they need to know when they cross other people's boundaries and, and consequence. All of these things are important lessons for, for anybody. (laughs) Not just children, but for anybody. But it's, kids need to learn this. But it's like, that's just like a horrifying thing to just like put into someone, which is, which is essentially like don't express. Right. You know, conform, don't express. Don't play, interrupt. Don't interrupt. Play by the rules mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's like as if that's going to necessarily get get people to some sense of fulfillment in their lives. You know, it's like it's it's totally ridiculous. But yeah, I was just like, and also you look at the people who usually say shit like that and you're like, yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not your fault because your parents were probably like the ones that taught you that. Well, <laughs> you know, one thing that, one thing that we are seeing from generation to generation to generation, and you got to give everybody a break who's the generation before you, you got to give them this break. You just have to, is that everybody is doing a little bit better than their previous generation. We really are. And unless, even if your, your previous generation was like really, like really not good to you, you're still trying to do better in your own way. Like everybody is trying to do better. So, you know, I think about like my dad, for example, and he and I have had so much conflict in our relationship, but I think about like, all our conflict. And I think about like, well, where did he come from? And what was my grandpa like to him? And what was my grandma like to him? And how, how was his life? And, you know, and, and how neglected was he and what went on for him? And in his own way, 
he's really trying to do better than what happened for him. Now, is that enough? Is that adequate for me? Is that healthy for me? Not necessarily, but I can respect and give him a a break that in his own world, he's trying, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and cause I know, and I remember having this conversation with myself as a teenager being, I will not be like my parents. I will be better. And I think every kid in the world does that. You could be an incredible parent. You could be the best parent that's ever existed. Your kid will still go, I could do better. (laughs) And And they should. I know that's the thing. We should want that. (laughs) We should want that. Yeah. Because like we're working with the best we had and like nobody has the final solution, the optimal best ever. Like, and, and we don't all start. And the other thing I'll say is that we don't all start from the same place. I mean, you can walk around going, I wish I had these parents. I wish I didn't have these ones. But like you started where you started and now you get to do the best you can with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a one thing that I've really tried to make peace with in my life. And I say tried because sometimes I, uh, you know, I battle with it. But it's like to really look at the cards I was dealt in my life and really kind of look at it like, In these cards, so to call it, like there's a metaphor, a simile. It's like there is a gift in this that gets me an opportunity to do something. Like if I had the cards that I wanted that I think are the best, I wouldn't have the opportunity that I have with these cards. I wouldn't have the understanding and comprehension that this life has given me. So if you look at your life more as like a, there's an opportunity here to get something out of it that otherwise wouldn't be possible. You can begin to see that yours is almost more favorable than the one that you think you should want or think that you should have. Yeah. And here's the other thing I just want to say as a sub note is that maybe the cards you think you should have are based on programming and conformity that would make you more likely to conform and be caught in a program. So like the fact that you didn't get what you think you should or that you didn't get what you want is actually the 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 thing that's going to allow you to free yourself. Mm-hmm. Where someone who got everything they wanted, who had all the money, all the support, all the encouragement might be more stuck in in living out a pattern than you are because it's too comfortable. It's too easy. It's too like um, there's too much of a buffer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but even there, there's something, even there, there's, there's something, some, there's yeah. something to work with. Yeah. I've, I've, and often, who knows what that is, right? Like, yeah, it's anything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because, you know, Hey, no, nobody, nobody gets off for free here. You know, like, <laughs> no, exactly. it's, like yeah. it's, it's like everybody doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. It's just like, everybody's, everybody's born with the challenge. Everybody's born into this world, the same fate as the next one. And that, and that comes with challenges. Yeah. Doesn't, I don't care who you are, where you're from. It comes with challenges and we need to respect that in each other. Right. It's the definition of compassion. Yes. Definition of compassion is the recognition that everybody is doing the best that they can. You know, like it's, it's not easy for anybody, mm-hmm. this whole situation. And we have real challenges, but to piggyback off of what you were saying, our, I've often found that our greatest challenges, our greatest, the greatest things that we struggle with are so often an indication of our greatest gifts mm. of where we have the most to offer. Yeah. 
because so often the things that the, that we are most challenged with, the things that that give us the most grief, the things that give us the most pain, are things that we are so intimate with, are things that we are so connected and close with, that we learn the lessons, you know, that come with it, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't necessarily have everything resolved, but that level of intimacy gives us a perspective on things, you know, and those perspectives can be absolutely life-changing for somebody else who's struggling with something like that. You know, maybe it's not their greatest struggle, but you've learned something about that thing. Mm -hmm. That's just like, wow, you've changed my life. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about, about, these things that challenge us on a deep, deep, deep level. Yeah. You know, and it's usually personal. It's not usually anything that's external to us. It's not our jobs. It's not our boss. It's not our partner. It's like what we deal with on a personal level, mm-hmm. you know, the internal struggles that we have. What's your biggest one there? I bet you you've got a lot to say about it. Yeah. You know, it's like um, one of my favorite uh, sort of speakers, communicators, uh, Rob Bell, I did one of these courses that he, that he taught, which was about communication. And one thing that was so interesting of that, that came to me or that he said was like, he's like, you know, just because you don't have it all figured out, doesn't mean that you don't have something to say about it. Hmm. You know, and I believe that he referenced it to going through grief. You know, like if you lost somebody who was very close to you, you know, that just because you have, you are not through all of your grief doesn't mean that you haven't learned something from it that, that you can't share with other people Mm -hmm. because maybe that thing is so helpful to somebody in that moment. You know, it's like this, there's no, which is to say that there's no finish line. There's no point in which you say like, yeah, I've figured it all out. I've learned it all. But to say, well, this is what I have now. Mm-hmm. This is what I have learned about this thing now. And maybe if I share that with you, it has something in it that's helpful. And it's relevant. I think that, you know, something that we all need to recognize is that whatever moment you're in is relevant and it matters. And it's, it's whole and complete and everything that you need right now. This is this is okay. Like, I think a lesson that I've been learning so much in my life is this lesson of self-acceptance and um, acknowledgement that the moment that I'm in right now is, is okay to be here right now as it is. It doesn't have to be anything else. And not to say that it won't change, not to say that I won't take action to, to implement change, to do different things, to alter my life. But if you, for example, you know, find yourself overweight, broke, uh, in a health situation, everything is exactly okay and whole and complete right now. And like, the battle is that we can go like, this is wrong. This is bad. This is not okay. And those feelings can be, can be like good for getting you to be like, okay, like I want to do this and help you acknowledge where you want to go. Mm -hmm. But 
recognize that you needed to get to that point to have those acknowledgements. So like yeah. deep pain and sorrow and whatever is like one of those things where you can look at everything and see it as a pinnacle point in your life where you can begin to do anything. And like, the, you know, not every flower blossoms at the exact same moment. You know, the sun shines, the rain pours, all the things happen to make nature do what it needs to do. But not every flower is going to blossom at that very moment. Some will blossom early, some will take time, and some it's not even in their nature to blossom at that time. So if someone else went through something and then they had a transformation and shifted their life and changed their life because of it, it doesn't mean that you're going to change your life because of that moment. That might not be your transitional moment. But like you could be in a moment of your life and just be like, this moment is everything that I need right now. This is, this is all, and you can find an inner peace. And I think that that's a beginning step to allowing yourself to like open up because I think that acceptance is such a huge part of our journeys that when we try to be anywhere else other than where we are, we always kind of stumble but, but like, let me try and give a better analogy. Maybe like you're playing the game of poker and you get dealt a certain cards. Sometimes you get dealt cards and the best option is to fold, which means put your cards down and, and not play that hand. If you looked at that fold as this is perfect, this is an opportunity for me to make a good decision with a bad circumstance. That's great. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like not every hand you get is going to be the hand where you win the big pot. You know what I mean? And sometimes Sometimes, you're going to get the perfect, here's another thing. Sometimes you're going to get the perfect hand, but it's too perfect and no one else has a good hand around you. And even though that hand would have cleaned up and won, it doesn't matter because no one else had a competing hand to even play the game with you. You know, so yeah. you you got to look at everything as it is what it needs to be. And all I'm doing is making a good decision in my present moment to be honorable and integral to this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the next hand is always on its way. Yes. You know, it's not like this is the last hand. It, it keeps coming. It's always on its way. That's yeah. a great way to put it. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about some beer and let's uh, wrap this baby up. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been fun. It's been very fun as always. The name of this. Yeah. Great. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't not get this one when I saw it. (laughs) So this, uh, this beer, and again, this is not, we're not sponsored for this. We just drink a beer, uh, a craft beer because you know, it's always good to support your local craft breweries. If you, uh, if you drink, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a great thing to do. And it's also a fantastic way to connect to your community. And, uh, I always love going to like craft breweries and stuff, but, uh, they do great stuff. So this one is, uh, from dead frog and we've had a few of their beers before, but uh, this is from dead frog brewing. And this one is called balls be (laughs) dropping. And this is their new year's brute IPA. So they kind of tried to do like a little bit of like a champagne beer Mm. with this. So it's a strong beer. What do they say? A bubbly, bright, golden IPA with effervescent 
notes of mango and white grape hops, mm. a crisp malt base, and an extra dry finish. What it's, have you thought about it, man? Well, I've, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I, I think that, you know, I enjoy most of the beers we have, so I don't know how much that really means, but like, um, it's, it's definitely hoppy. Yep. I definitely knew it was an IPA. It's it, the look of it is like super thick. Like it's just like looks you can't like a, even see through yeah, this. Almost thing, looks like, like a all. milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, I can taste. I can taste the mango. It's a nice little touch to it. It's it's a good beer. It's cool. I, the name's fun and yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's, you know, it's going down nice as we have this conversation. Yeah, like so. I definitely noticed sort of like a little bit of that kind of like a champagne kind of quality to it. Like a very crisp dry finish like definitely a, little bit a dry of, finish a yeah. little bit of the grapey thing like yeah. going on with it yeah yeah i liked it it's 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 an interesting brew and uh it has definitely spurred on the conversation today <laughs> as they do as they do okay you want to wrap it up and uh go first or i uh, yeah you, no, i can go first you can go first to you know who goes first someone will go first um well, what are, so what are we, what are we trying to say? What's, what's the, what's your takeaway? You know, what do we want to leave people with on that? I mean, I don't know. This has just been a, a, I've just enjoyed kind of this reflection and, and looking at where we started out from, how I feel about it now and things that have stayed the same and the things that I have a slightly new perspective on and, what we are trying to say, what we are trying to do here. And not all of it necessarily surprises me because this is stuff that I, I probably think about on a daily basis. <laughs> but it's always important to continue to come back to this question. Mm. Here we go. Here's my final thought, Brandon. All right. There it is. Just happened. Um, is that it's important to come back to this question on occasion, mm. not just for us here, but for, for everybody is, is to come back to this question of like, what am I really trying to say? Mm. What am I really trying to say in this world? What, do, what does my life represent? Mm. What, what is of actual meaning to me, you know, and, and to share that with people because it's very easy to get lost and confused and unclear with the noise of life going on around us. Mm. I think that's what a lot of our discussion is, has kind of pointed out is that, yeah, there's a lot of noise out there. And that noise can get us really muddled with what is of actual importance to us. And what we is really important for us to do and to say in the world and to communicate, to express, because we all have something to express and to give to the world. And we've got to cut through that noise at times because it will, it will lead us astray mm. at times. And, and you'll know you're astray by the way that you feel <laughs> that sort of anxiety that is in the background, that anger that is in the foreground, perhaps, you know, <laughs> like it's, and we come back to that point of saying, like, well, hold on a second. 
what am I really trying to say here mm. in this life? What am I really trying to say in my life and in this life? And that will steer you back on course. It will remind you of all of the things that matter <laughs> so that you can go back out into the world in, with a renewed sense of, of who you are and, and of meaning behind everything that you're doing. Hmm. And so, yeah, it's, this is an important question to just ask yourself on occasion, time to time, come back to it, get you, get you back on path. Hmm. I love that. That's, that's great. I, you know, I think about, I think about what I'm, what I'm trying to say personally in my life. And I think so much of it all kind of comes back to this kind of like, wouldn't it be fun if we did this? And the other part of that is look what we could do. Like, look what's possible. And I feel like everything kind of, for me, circulates around that, those kind of two concepts. Like, wouldn't this be fun? And like, look what's possible. And when I, when I let those two things kind of speak, I feel like the best of me comes out in the world, you know, where it gets, it's, it's kind of this fearlessness feeling and it's this kind of elated joy and it's, it's very communal. It brings people together. Um, it really does a lot of the things that I really wish to do in the world, which is like build community and build, um, you know, I, I have this deep desire inside of me to like inspire people to like go for that thing inside of them. Like let that light like shine out of them. And I'm like, how fun would it be if you did it? And like, look what would be possible if you did it, you know? And that's kind of where it comes from for me. Um, so I don't know like where it comes from for other people, but I thought after hearing what you said, sharing that might be valuable. And then I guess, you know, for me to maybe wrap it up, um, I would say like, I think we're just trying to open up a conversation about something that's really important and doesn't always get the encouragement and support that it needs. And I don't know where it will lead and I don't really know the answers, but I really do in my heart believe that opening up this conversation is important. And I feel like every week or whatever, we come back and we try to open it up a little more. We try to crack that door open just a little bit more. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.